When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything. Get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. Um, I know this is hard to believe, but Richie is actually back finally. Um, So I'm just going to let him actually intro this episode. So how do you want to intro it, Richie? Hello, Corey. I'm glad to be back. I am back for good now. My world tour has come to an end, and I am now officially back just in time for the season. We're about a week away from the Coyotes beginning the 2021 season, and it's an exciting time. And unfortunately, it's not as exciting for me, and I'll explain in a second. But coming up on the show tonight, we have some stories to talk about, Coyotes-related, with um, the signing of Alex Galchenyuk, the success of Louis Erickson in the preseason. We have a story from the Arizona Republic about the Kachina that Corey and I thought was interesting this week. And then we're going to end the show with some random shit. I have two wedding-related stories this week, Corey, that uh, I think you'll find hilarious as we approach your wedding date coming up here in, in several months from now. So that's what we got coming up. But I'm glad to be back with you, Corey. How did you miss me this week, last week? Of course I missed you. You are uh, the best co-host anyone could ask for. I mean, I, Scotty, I, d- I don't think counts in that situation. He's like, he's my partner in life. So it's like a little bit different. Um, you know, you and Kat are my partners in crime. And mm-hmm. uh, you're you're my like co-host you know that's just who it is it doesn't seem complete without you here thank you i appreciate that i i miss doing the the last few sunday episodes too um even though i was off enjoying life at other venues across the world um i'm glad that you sundays yeah exactly i'm glad that you and i are back together for good yeah that's what it's it's nice that you aren't being a world traveler anymore because that was like our joke is that you were just like traveling all over the place all the time Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm over here i'm exhausted you know pulling all this extra weight since richie's been gone (laughs) 
no. It, I'm glad that you were able to go and take your trips and everything. Um, I I am very sorry about your Rams, but I'm also very happy for the Cardinals. A lot of mixed feelings there. Um, but I'm I'm glad you got to go to SoFi Stadium. I still think, and it's funny because we have a um, I'll just say it a, a chicken stand chat where um we it started because we were we were basically being chicken stands all in a group with it and it's it's me scotty um cat and richie and we were talking about you being in sofi because you sent a picture in that group chat and it straight up looked like a green screen so i'm still not 100 percent sure you actually went there i took you to the airport but what i didn't yes. actually see you get on a plane so <laughs> well, I can tell you that I was actually there at the stadium and witnessed the absolute beatdown that Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, and the Arizona Cardinals gave uh, Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and the LA Rams. It was um, a very shit game, a very frustrating game, and uh, I don't really want to talk about the game itself because it makes me sad. But... The experience was cool. Going to SoFi Stadium, I can check that off my bucket list. It It's a really, really – like, I know a lot of people say this, but when I say this, I really do mean it. It's incredible. It is maybe the best stadium I've ever been to. Everything's state-of-the-art. It is just cool to just walk around there. It was easy to get in in of um, – fairly easy to get out of. I left a little early, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, other than the Uber situation, which is a whole entire shit show unto itself, which I won't get into on this episode, but, um, yeah, the, the stadium is awesome. It was incredible. Um, the way it's set up is it's an indoor stadium that's got allows in light and the weather from the outside too. And it's really cool. Like it's, it's just, it's so, it's, you gotta go at some point if you're a football fan and, and visit the stadium. And for teams playing there, just a quick jaunt um, from Arizona. So if you want to go see the Cardinals again play there next year, I recommend it. It's a cool, it's a cool place, and I can't wait to go back. Um, hopefully, hopefully for a playoff game. Maybe that's the idea. I think is if the Rams make the playoffs and they play at home, I'd love to go back again. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. The scene was awesome. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question that might be a little bit charged. Don't take this offensively. Mm-hmm. How many Rams games have you gone to where they've won? Okay, um, I I don't remember who I was talking about this with. I think it was Katarina. And I was telling her about this phenomenon that I've experienced, which is that I have now gone to, I went to two playoff games at Memorial Coliseum, LA Memorial Coliseum. I went to the Super Bowl and I went to this Rams Cardinals game. So, I've been to four Rams games outside of the state of Arizona. Now, would you like to know their record in those four games? I do know that this one was a loss and the Super Bowl one was a loss. So, there's at yes. least two losses. Yes. And the other two was Rams Falcons 2018 in the NFL wildcard game, first game of the playoffs, 
They lost that game. And then the next year after that, in 2019, it was Rams-Cowboys in L.A., and the Rams won that game on the way to their su- the Super Bowl. And that was great, and that was awesome. But other than that, yeah, not great for Richie to attend Rams games. You, There's got to be some type of, like, random curse that you can break mm-hmm. there. You know, like... Um... I don't know, make make some type of sacrifice to the to the football gods. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I got to burn something for sure. Yeah, you've got to burn something because that is that is not a good record to keep going on with. I I knew there is at least two losses, but I was like there's got to be some wins in there, but yeah. I I've only been to one game like one uh NFL game ever. And it was the Vikings Cardinals game in Minnesota and the Vikings won the Cardinals loss. So, but that was very predictable. And I was, I always call that my, I can never win game of the year. So it's like, you know, one of my teams was bound to lose anyways. So. Um, yes, I, um, now here's the thing though. On a previous episode, we discussed possibly going to the Rams and Cardinals game here in Phoenix or here in Glendale later this year. Considering now my record in going to Rams games, I don't know if I want that to happen anymore. Yeah, you may need to take like a a small amount of time off. Um, Maybe go to what's a team that you like really despise. Go to one of their games and use your... Um, you know, use your talents for good and not evil. <laughs> That's true. There aren't many teams I really dislike in the NFL, which is wild to say. I don't like the Cowboys. Yeah, that's true. I don't but like I don't the Cowboys. Know. I know the Richie Jinx is a very popular thing. That is true. The but usually the Richie Jinx was like you would bet on it's like the one year that you like bet that the Vikings would go to the Super Bowl. It was mm-hmm. like your prediction. And mm-hmm. then I don't even remember what happened, but something bad happened and the entire season just like tanked. And I was <laughs> like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's usually how the Richie Jinx works. Right. This one was more of like a it was it was kind of sad you, you know when like a little kid goes to do something they're super excited and then all of a sudden they're all of their dreams get tr- crushed that's how i felt you know after picking you up in the car and you're wearing your uh your jersey and you're just sitting back there all excited and everything and to like get a text message that you're gonna come back all sad it was like it was like Someone just told a, a little kid that they weren't going to be able to go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's pretty true. That's pretty true. It, it, right. So that's that's kind of the the rough thing there. But one day, Richie, the curse will be broken and you will be back to normal. Yes, I hope I hope that's the case. And like I said, I hope it's when the Rams make the playoffs and I randomly show up. And I, or I don't randomly show up, but I go. I get to go again, and then they'll win in the playoffs. 
yeah, just, you know, I, I don't know. You you do have one playoff winning one. It's the mm-hmm. Super Bowl one that, that was a little rough. So. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not a Rams Super Bowl anytime soon. Yes. Yeah. And you know that this year, of course, SoFi Stadium is hosting the Super Bowl. So if the Rams want to win the Super Bowl, they would, the NFL would have to go back-to-back seasons with the home team hosting the Super Bowl also winning. Oh, that's very interesting. I have, right? I have um, an anger with the Eagles, partially because of the way that uh, their fans treated the Vikings during um, a playoff game. And then, you know, then they went into U.S. Bank and won the Super Bowl. And I just felt like it was very disrespectful because they were just like assholes to Vikings fans <laughs> when they were there, um, when when they were playing in Philly. Um, and I was like, "Damn, this is the opportunity for the Vikings to win in their in their own uh, in their own stadium." Sorry, I almost said arena. This I'm like tired and minds in hockey. Um, but uh, so it would be it would be cool. I always think it's always really cool whenever like a team gets to play in their own stadium. I know people hate it because the other team, it's like, oh, that's an unfair situation. But I mean, anytime, you know, with the whole Tampa thing, like it's unfair if Tom Brady's on your team, let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, let's, let's move on from talking about my Rams and making me very sad to talking about the coyotes who we expect to make us sad for most of the season. And I want to pose this question off the top here, and I put this in our rundown, Corey, and I hope you had a chance to at least think about it a little bit. If not, it's even more fun when you don't think about it because it's a test of your knowledge of the Coyotes roster this year (laughs) and your quick-on-the-feet thinking. In fact, I haven't even thought about it much, so it's going to be an off-the-cuff topic here, which is what we like about this show, ladies and gentlemen. We are off-the-cuff, we're more fun, and we're more interesting than any other Coyotes podcast here in the state of Arizona. And you can mark that down, that we said that. That's right. And you know who we're talking about, too, in the Coyotes podcasting game, okay? No mentioning of the name of the show, but you know who we're talking about. So here's the question, Corey, that I'm interested to hear what your answer may be, which is which players are we most looking forward to watching this year on the Coyotes roster? So that is that that is actually a very loaded question, I feel like, because of the fact that I really am not that excited. This is going to sound funny, but I'm actually not that excited about watching any of the players that are going to be on the ice for the Coyotes this year. I'm way more interested in seeing the development of their prospects, and I have never, ever been that way. This is like a, a new me, but I'm actually going to be paying a lot more attention to um, to the development of those players than I will be actually on the ice. I mean, I, I would love to see certain things like I would love to see Jacob Chikrin do well. Um, I'd like to see Phil Kessel traded for his own sanity. You know, there, there's things that I want to see, but it, it's actually funny enough not anyone that i would want to see um on the ice like i'd be more interested to see if they brought up 
certain players for a couple games, like, you know, see Barrett Hayton up for, um, you know, a few games and see how he's looking and all that. That's actually where I'm more curious to be at the moment. You know, I don't think you're too far off there. And it, I think I think all of us are going to be paying a lot more attention to the Tucson Roadrunners this year than a lot of us have in the past because of what you just said. But I do have a couple of players that I'm interested in watching. The easy answer, of course, is Jacob Chikrin. Already having a great preseason. Already scored a couple of goals, I believe, in his first preseason game he played in earlier this week. And the Chick Norris campaign is back, everybody. Hashtag Chick Norris. It's starting to grow. It started with myself and Jordan, a friend of the show. And her and I started this hashtag Chick Norris last season. And it has since grown. The The team was using it last year. Um, Rich Naren, the head of communications, was using it. Um, I saw Five for Howling was tweeting out the hashtag um, earlier this week. So... It's beginning, ladies and gentlemen, and Jordan and I started that, and I'm, I'm glad that her and I began that, and it's now catching on, hashtag Chick Norris. So he's answer 1A. But somebody who has like, popped up recently, who has actually been playing really well, and I think surprising a lot of people, granted, preseason. So it's probably not going to transfer over, but it's, it's somebody who, in a way, deserves it because he got the shit into the stick for so many years in Vancouver, and... That's Louis Erickson. And seems like a really good dude. Seems like a likable guy. Seems like a, a good dude in the locker room who just never got the chance to play in Vancouver and things just were going in the wrong direction there. And now that he's back here in Phoenix and and with a change of scenery, he's got three goals already this preseason, including a goal in the Coyotes' last game um, in their win against L.A. And... He's one of those players that is seemingly having a standout preseason um, for the Coyotes this year, and that's a that's a nice little thing to have. Like I saw some people joking about, like, "Oh, the Coyotes are really good. Oh, what's going on here? They're screwing up the tank." Not the case. It's still preseason, so chill out. But the fact that Louis Erickson's coming to camp and playing well like this and playing engaged and that's a good thing. And so I'm actually really interested to see how Louis Erickson fits into this team this year. Is he going to blow away people? No, this team is still going to be really bad. But, hey, like, at least enjoy. we enjoy good storytelling around here, at least, in, in a season that's going to be bad. And if Louis Erickson, uh, who, if I'm not mistaken, is on the last year of his contract, comes in and has a nice season, that would be a good story for this team, right? And that's a good thing, to have good stories on bad teams. So those are my two players. Now, to spin this very quickly, we had, uh, Scotty and I had talked about this on the last podcast we did together, and I want to know, who are you excited to see off the ice now that um, the players are allowed to dress essentially how they want? <laughs> I, listen, I did hear this part of the discussion, and... Here's the thing. So Oliver Ekman Larson is gone. He was the most fashionable player on the team. Yeah, he would have been the obvious choice. So, but now that we're going away from suits and ties, <laughs> we've we know uh, we've already seen Austin Matthews and his weird ass wardrobe. Um, and I think you guys didn't you guys mention this too that it was part of my conspiracy theory now to draw Austin Matthews here to town. 
Well, I actually tweeted that out right when I read it. I was just like, yeah. and 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 I think other people had said it too. And it's it's funny because they did have people reaching out to them, uh, saying that they were jealous. And one of them was Oliver Ekman Larson, which is funny because it's like, sorry, right after you leave, <laughs> right? But um, but yeah, I I still think your conspiracy theory is going really strong. You know. This team does well, brand new arena. They have, you know, they continue on with this whole new dress code, say it works, you know, and they continue it on. And then Austin Matthews comes to Arizona. It's it's a very solid conspiracy theory. Yes, thank you. I'm going to keep speaking it into existence. But to answer your question, I really don't know. I don't know if I have an answer for you. Like, I know it's a cop out there, but well, I don't know so, what these players like dress like outside of outside of coming to the rink in suits. So uh, Fisher claimed that Jacob Chikrin, Clayton Keller, and then gave an honorable mention to the no longer on the team, Oliver Ekman Larson, as the best dressed. I'm mm-hmm. very interested to see if, if that's the case. Like, oh, so you're thinking that it's going to be a true test of of these guys' fashion sense? Yeah, like you know, before it was like an easy, you know, like oh well, if you do these dumb things, like why would you, why would you wear those color shoes with that color suit? It was actually kind of a, a joke that we would actually make, like standing outside the locker room a fair amount was like, why would you wear that color shoes with that color suit? It doesn't even make any sense. But you like. In a, sen- in a sense of a suit and, and shoes and a tie and stuff. Like, you can't really do a lot of different things. It's going to be interesting to see. There's going to, there's always one person in the group, always one person who takes it to another level, right? And that just goes like, there's one person that goes like banana lands on it and just like does too much. One person that's always like, it's a runway every single time. And one person that looks like they put in the smallest amount of effort possible. So we have to figure out who those three are. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm going to reserve my picks on this until we we actually see them show up and actually get to show a little bit more of their personality to games this year. Because um, you know we're going to see a lot of pictures from the Coyote social team about this. So. Yeah, I don't. I haven't thought that much about it, to be honest. So, but who knows? Maybe we'll see some fun stuff. I hope so, because you know, then it would be a waste. It, yeah, honestly, right. would. it would be such a yeah. waste if they did it and yeah, no one actually exactly. did something cool. Exactly. Um, all right. So, Corey, there was this article this week in the Arizona Republic. Um, by Greg Moore entitled the Arizona Coyotes should reach out to the Hopi tribe to lift the curse of the Kachina logo. And I thought this was an interesting article and I'd recommend going to read it. It's an interesting idea that Greg puts out there about um, in a climate where a lot of logos and a lot of, team names have come 
under a different set of lenses now, people's ideas about them change, right? Washington professional football team. Um, the Cleveland uh, Spiders, right? Next year, if I'm not mistaken. What the fuck? Right? When did Spiders? that happen? Yeah. Wait, you didn't know about this? No. Where have I been yeah. living? Yes, the Cleveland Indians are changing their name next year. Shit, I did not know about that. Spiders? Why the spiders? The Cleveland spiders is what they chose, yeah. Why spiders? I, I spiders think, are creepy right? as fuck. Wait, maybe it's not the spiders. Maybe it was something else that they're calling it. But yes, the Cleveland Indians are changing their name starting next season. Uh, let me see if it's uh, Cleveland Indians' new name. Uh, oh, the Guardians. Sorry. <laughs> the Cleveland Guardians. Oh my god, that is year. so much better. So much better. The yeah, spiders. The, I was like, why the fuck are you doing that? The spiders were the uh, a, a Cleveland baseball team back in the late 1800s and into the early 1900s. Oh, okay. so that's why that, I thought of that first. Yes, much Cleveland Guardians. So, and then earlier this week, in case you missed it, um, it was an OHL team whose logo came under fire because it depicts uh, a, a clearly – it's a very not-so-great depiction of a Middle Eastern man on their jersey. And forgive me, I don't remember the name of the team off the top of my head. My apologies. But just a couple examples of logos coming under a different set of fire. Prince Albert Raiders, thank you. Thank you. Katharina came in for the assist there um, and said the Prince Albert Raiders. Thank you. Anyway, so anyway, just a bunch of different examples of a lot of teams who are changing the logo, changing their names, because as we move along in the timeline of history here in our amazing universe, uh, things change. We look at things differently. And Greg Moore put this article out about the Arizona Coyotes Kachina logo. And essentially saying, like, um, the Kairu should reach out to the Hopi tribe and 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 kind of go from there and figure out kind of the future of the logo, etc. And, uh, Corey, you were the one who brought this up to our attention earlier in the week. And so what was it about this article that uh, you found so interesting? I, I just felt very confused by it. I wasn't sure where it was coming from because I hadn't heard of any outrage beforehand um, until this moment. The Coyotes have claimed that they had gotten approval from the from tribal tribal leaders 26 years ago when they first introduced the mascot, a desert dog with a head of an of an Indian god, and assumed that the agreement remained in good standing. That's that's literally word for word from this article. And then, you know, but then you have um, you have people from the the Hopi tribe saying that it, it bothers them and, and pointing out the fact that to them, um, you know, that it's a it's a religious figure and that it would be like having Jesus on a jersey. And it just I I felt like none of this was was being said. It wasn't really out there. And then all of a sudden it came out and it became a thing. Not that I'm, I'm saying that it's contrived at all. Like I always think that it's great that we look at these things and we're always respectful of other people's cultures. I just 
didn't understand where it came from really like if this was such a problem where was you know where was the outrage for it when the kachina started coming back you know when everyone was was talking all this about um the kachina even in this article they mentioned all the times that they've um written about the kachina but um not mentioning any of this and then they're saying that was on them for not mentioning it but uh, i felt like they kind of had to like seek this out it's not like it like came to them so i was more just kind of like confused by it to be honest with you like uh where where this started where it kind of came to be and all of that and like they they talked to gutierrez and he said absolutely how do we do more not only with the hopi tribe but the tribes here that's something that we'd be very interested in everything that the coyotes have been doing very much lately especially with you know um the you know with hispanic heritage month and everything they're they've been really trying to be more inclusive in a lot of different ways and i feel like the the coyotes would really like to be more inclusive in that way and i i feel like if it was a approach to them they would have wanted it to be that way i thought one of the good things that um they had mentioned was doing a um was doing a native american appreciation night and they they do something similar at um at the diamondbacks and i I think that's great is to do something like that but to now that that there is a an, a new resurgence of them using the um the kachina all of a sudden it was like you know they didn't reach out to the hopi and that and then it, it ends in a whole thing saying that that they didn't reach out to the hopi and maybe it's because of that their organization is having trouble winning and finding the ne- next step to reach the playoffs if they would have reached out to us Maybe we could have offered some prayers for their success, but they haven't reached out. It Part of it, it just seemed a little, I don't know. It didn't seem very, the, the article itself didn't seem authentic to me. It seemed like it was reaching. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, I felt like it kind of came out of the blue and just trying to bring into a conversation that, a lot of people weren't having to begin with, but I, what I do appreciate it th- about it though, is I appreciated ha- hearing the different perspective in this case, because it's not something we think about all the time. It's, we don't often think about, um, you know, what the Hopi tribe has to say about these things. And, and so I, I really appreciated hearing from, um, uh, Mr. Stewart, whose last name I am not even going to try to pronounce, unfortunately, who is the head of the Hopi Cultural Preservation Office. So I appreciate hearing what he had to say about this and kind of giving a new perspective on it. And Ko for that reason, Taiwa. They have a pronunciation in this article. Okay, thank you. And so I appreciate hearing that side of things and it's something that we should at least think about. So I'm glad that, that Greg and Greg has been on the freaks with us many times before. And um, he always puts out interesting perspectives, I think. And so I appreciate the fact that we were able to hear from the Hopi tribe here and at least kind of 
get a dialogue started about it. You don't have to agree with it 100%. And I, I'm mostly in agreement with you on it where it's just kind of, it's a controversy that it's not really a controversy at all. But I'm glad that Javier Gutierrez is on the right side of this. Like you said, where he talks about, let's, yeah, let's make something happen. Let's do this. Let's get a dialogue going. Let's, let's try and make things better for the Native American community. And I agree. I think it would be awesome to have the Coyotes do some sort of Native American heritage night and, and be able to integrate more uh, Native American culture into the team. I think that'd be a great idea. So um, yeah, go check out Greg Moore's article on the Arizona Republic. Um, if you want to want more uh, or you want to read the entire thing, because I, I, I think it's worth a read for sure. Okay. Yeah, so and it's very let's... interesting and it's good that they like brought it up and I'm glad that they brought it up. Um, I, I just felt like it may not have been presented in the best way in that, like if they, if the Hopi tribe really is as, as outraged by this, as, as they're kind of claiming in this, um, I just felt like it didn't do them like the the respect that they deserved in it I like and i'm not saying anything against the you know the, the writer of the article whatsoever i just felt like it it came at it in such a a weird way that it was hard to like grasp where exactly they were trying to come at with it outside of trying to look at another angle that i didn't feel like f- was fully approached all right, we're going to have uh, one more piece of Coyotes news to touch on super quickly, rapid fire, to end the show. But before we do that, let's talk about DraftKings, everybody. That's right, the hockey season is back. We're about a week away from puck drop for the Arizona Coyotes. And guess what? DraftKings Sportsbook has an incredible offer to celebrate the return of hockey to our lives. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection or a buck goal. If Arizona Coyotes fans. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And by the way, of course, Sportsbook is available right here in the state of Arizona. Go and download it right now and use that promo code THPN and throw down $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal this week. One puck in the net gets you a big $100 in free bets. Promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Corey, we have a couple more things rapid fire quickly. We put out our sporty question um, earlier this week. And I asked if there was one place, one rink where you wanted to go see your favorite team play, where would you go? If you could take a trip to any NHL rink to see your team play, where would you go? And a friend of the show, Jordan, replied with Madison Square Garden. And I can't disagree with her there. The world's most famous arena. Uh, That would be awesome to go see a game there. Coyotes Rangers would be great. Um and then um, I said, I want to go see a game in Seattle. I know that's the new flashy thing to do, but I've always wanted to go to Seattle. 
And I feel like going to see a Kraken game would be awesome. Yeah, I I definitely said Seattle. I would love to go and um, see a game there. I I think that one I know who the person is um, who's doing like the the game presentation part of it. So I know that that's it's gonna be an awesome game presentation. And then also like that is such a dope arena that they made up there it'd just be so cool to see i've never actually been up there it'd be cool to see the city as well that would be such a fun trip for me and and i just want to scream like release the kraken like yeah if they don't include that in their game presentation something's up or like the the gif that i used when i said that this is what i want to do is um, one of my favorite lines in Pitch Perfect where uh, Fed Amy says the Kraken has been unleashed. <laughs> um, that between those two, I just want to start like screaming those um, in the middle of the game just for my own fun. <laughs> That'd be, that's too funny. All right. A couple more things to touch on here. Um, I, I said, you saw the video earlier this week where, and for whatever reason, I never knew this about Keith Yandel. I know you've listened to more of him on Spin Chiggles than I have, but apparently now he every time he gets a puck from a goaltender, he says thank you. Yes, and there's a video out there. I retweeted it in case you want to watch it, where you can clearly hear him say thank you in it. And it is probably one of the most like Keith Yandel things ever. And I love it so much. Like uh I I had you send you sent me the video mm-hmm. and then um our our dear friend Marcus goes a um what did how did he say it some wholesome content for you guys today and it was um a tweet from Charlie O'Connor saying Keith Yandel said that Carter Hart is one of the first goalies to actually ask him about Yandel always saying thank you in the middle of a play to his goalies when they play the puck behind the net for him. Are you saying thank you? Yep. Well, you're welcome. It's just... uh, He's just being... like He's always like... The reason why I always like loved Keith Yandel is he's he's hilarious. But he's also just like a really nice guy that just kind of does his own thing. You know, they always like made the joke about the whole like song thing like he's just if there's ever a moment that like to of someone to show you to just be yourself and people will enjoy it it's keith yandel because like he who else says thank you no one else says thank you but everyone has been like talking about this because it's just like you know it's just like watching a bunch of puppies it makes you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside Yes, it does. And I'm still a little bit sad, a little bit sad that the Coyotes did not bring Keith Yandel back because that was a little bit of rumors over the offseason. But he's now in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. All right. A um, couple more things. Alex Galchenyuk signed a one-year contract off of his PTO. He's back. And apparently he never sold his house here in Phoenix because he bought a house here when he was traded to the Coyotes in the first place. And he still has his house here. So he's going to be back this season for a year. Um, 
he was just kind of there the last time he was here. He, I think he had like 40-plus points and didn't really do much else, which is why they traded him to Pittsburgh in the first place. So good for him, I guess. Welcome back, Alex Galchenyuk. Um, Phil Kessel was back on the ice on Wednesday after injuring, having an injury earlier this preseason. Um, more rumors surrounding Phil Kessel. Corey, um, you were digging into this a little bit before the show. What did you find? Yes, yeah, so um, there there was a TSN tweet that was kind of talking about, there was like a video that as they're talking about it, and uh, Drigger was mentioning that Bill Armstrong has defined the direction he wants the team to go in. That was evident during the offseason. The Coyotes dealt away a lot of their core to acquire picks to rebuild at 34 years old and set to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Kessel doesn't fit into any rebuild plans. Um, Dreger also mentions that Kessel is looking for a fresh start. He wants to earn a new deal with an, another NHL club. He proved last season that he can still score. So um, then they go on to talk about the fact that, you know, he wants to be on a contending team and so on and so forth. And, I think this is all just really hilarious because it is literally shit we've been saying for like months. Like we've been saying this whole time, he's going to get traded. There's no reason why they should be like keeping him here. You know, he's worth more to be traded than to stay here. I doubt he wants to stay here um, because of the fact that, um, you know, he is getting towards the end of his career. He'd rather be on a contending team at this point with the years he has left. Um, the only thing that was getting in the way was the fact of his like no move. So, you know, it has to be a team that he wants to go to, which makes sense. He wants a contending team. So they're only going to be able to trade him to a contending team. But we all knew that this was coming. I, I really think it's hilarious that, uh, that they're just now coming around to this. It just shows how long it takes news to travel, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's been rumored to be traded all off season long. So, um, on the, we've said on the show before, like he's going to get traded at some point. It's just a matter of when, not if. So, right. So let's wrap up the show. I got one wedding story here for you, Corey, that I think you'll enjoy. That is really funny. So, this was a post from Reddit where this dude who is a full-time dog groomer who enjoys taking pictures of their clients' dogs and sharing them online ended up being the official photographer at his one of his friends' wedding. And the reason why this happened is because the bride and groom were on a shoestring budget. So they hired their friend to shoot the wedding for $250 for a 10 hour event, basically right from your pre your wedding your whatever your party, etc., etc. But here's where things get a little weird. So, uh, he gets there, he shoots the wedding. He's there, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, um, by the time dinner comes around, dinner service, obviously, um, the photographer was expecting to be able to eat because obviously you're busy all day. You don't get a lot to eat. 
you're working from 11 a.m. all the way up until, you know, late in the night, whatever. And you always feed your vendors. Yes, exactly. But there's the problem with this. The they said I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to be a photographer. In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any table. Tired, hungry, and hot, the photographer was starting to regret their decision to help out as there was no open bar and they had run out of water long before the dinner service. But the groom was not in the mood to cater to their needs. He tells me I need to either be the photographer or leave without pay. With the heat being with the heat being hungry, being generally annoyed at the circumstances, I asked if he was sure, and he said yes. So I deleted all the photos I took in front of him and took off saying, I'm not his photographer anymore. <laughs> I don't blame the man. Like, that's so fucked up. You have right? to feed your vendors. That was one of the things, like, in, like, when we were doing, like, our, our food and all of that, they, the, who we had chosen to, like, go with, they had said, in this we feed your vendors and we're just like Mm -hmm. good because that was that was one of the questions we had because of the fact that these people are working all fucking day do you want lunch while you're working yes you do so it's just like a normal fucking job also i'm sorry but you are not that interesting like yes like the ceremony super interesting and you know the the photos beforehand aren't are you know really needed and you need some of those at the beginning but like some of them that are like mid like just straight up like party time you know it's not a a first dance or a father-daughter dance or uh what whatever the fuck that's called uh the bouquet toss and shit like if it's not any of that like why do you care they they will get candid photos you don't need 500 candid photos of your drunk ass friends passed out on the dance floor (laughs) right exactly you you don't let let them sit down and eat something like and be treated like an actual human being exactly so i i thought that was a great story i have another one too but running out of time so i'll save it for the next episode which by the way sporty nation we are hoping to bring back sporty spirits coming up on the next on sunday Corey and I will discuss at some point this week what exactly we'll be drinking. If you have any suggestions for celebrity alcohols and cocktails you'd like for us to try, you can, of course, tweet us at Corey underscore Richie Show on the Twitter and let us know. We look forward to your responses there. And uh, you can follow Corey at Corey Nicole with two E's. Follow me at rflores91. And, of course, follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Oh, and Corey, please let the Sport Nation know before we go how we are now ambassadors for thread wallets and how they can get a discount if they're uh, shopping that website. Yes, absolutely. Um, I got Richie one of their, um, their keychains because of the fact that the man keeps losing all of his fobs. Like we are on lucky number three right now. And um, I got him one. So that way he can literally, it has on one end, a like keychain loop and the other one is a full-blown like clip that is so heavy duty it's like almost to the point of like you know when you're rock climbing that type of like clip um that will attach to his belt loop so he does not lose his fob anymore and as i was doing that i was like you know what i love this stuff so much 
we need to be ambassadors of this. And so that way our sporty listeners can get a nice solid discount on it. You will get a special sporty discount by using the word sporty, S-P-O-R-T-Y, when you buy anything from threadwallets.com. And uh, let us know what you get. I I really want to know. They come in a bunch of different designs, and I would really like to know the personality of our sporty nation by you tweeting us, messaging us, whatever, whichever one you buy, because I feel like it tells a lot about your personality. I did um what is what was my it's not smoky haze it's something haze is the one that um i have a bunch of and and then i've got one piece that's that's called emily um that would that one's for my my chapstick holder but the rest of it's all the haze one and then um the one that i got for richie is called oil slick because i felt like it looked like like richard himself um (laughs) So, yeah, if you guys get one with our code SPORTY, let us know which one you got so uh, we can sense a little bit of your personality out of it. Yeah, they have some cool phone cases, too. Yes, and you can attach your cards in the back there so you don't lose those either. Yeah, exactly. So check those out. I actually might oblige one of these because I am getting a new phone very soon here at the end of the month, so... It's like, well, I don't really use half the shit in my wall anyway. I might as well down downsize a little bit. And so maybe I'll be in the market. Threadwallets.com, promo code SPORTY. Check that out for a nice little discount. All right. Well, that's it for the show. We'll talk to you again on Monday, Sporty Nation. Until then, good night and good hockey, everybody.